Hello, welcome to Room B. I'm your host, Room B. Room B is a diary style podcast that focuses on my current and past lived experiences and how they have shaped me to be the woman I am today. This is a safe space to discuss the ups and downs that we experience when we are suddenly propelled into adulthood and are expected to stand on our own two feet. I openly and honestly discuss my mental health, relationships, activism, day-to-day life and much more. So step into room B where we journey through adulthood together. So last week I spoke about how the education system did me dirty. Most of the cards were stacked against me but somehow through determination and try, try and trying again I got through it. And with that I feel like as a natural continuation it makes sense for me to offer advice of how to plan and prepare to further your education after graduating from your undergraduate degree. It's the end of the school year, most people have finished, some are about to finish and choosing what to do after uni can be very hard. It's a time in our lives that comes very unexpectedly because we overexpend ourselves in those last few months of uni that you don't even realize the time going by and before you know it you're done. You're thrust into the world, everyone's looking at you expectantly to tell them that you graduated today and you're starting your new job tomorrow, but that's not always the case. The easiest and most common thing that people do is go to work. But it's so competitive and not everyone is guaranteed employment. So what if you're not ready? What do you do? You're not ready to work. You don't know what else to do. But you know that you're excited about what your degree focused on. And so I would say stay on and continue. Go back to school. Only if you can, obviously. Being in school can be very expensive financially, but also emotionally and mentally. So you've decided you want to go back and you, you feel like you want to do a PhD or a master's or any other form of further education. How do you decide? Well, there's only two things that I did and I will explain them to you. First, decide what you want to do. I initially wanted to study biotechnology. So I signed up to go to a postgrad open evening. I recommend going to these events because you get a chance to speak to your would-be professors and you can ask them how the course is laid out. You can ask about assessments, how the workload builds up throughout the year and what expectations they are for you as a student. So make sure you prepare questions that are relevant to you. If you're into research, ask about how much of it is included in the course. If you prefer assignments over exams, ask about that. Ask about the nature of assessments. Even something as simple as asking how many semester breaks they are. Nothing is off the table. You know, ask if there are any assignment deadlines that overlap. Ask as much as you can. That way, once you get on the course, there are no surprises. So I went to the open evening expecting to learn all about biotechnology. But the lecturer who was supposed to talk to me didn't even show up. So that alone told me that, okay, this lecturer is way too busy. If I found myself needing help from them, it would be impossible to even get any form of attention from them. So I was put off by that. 
And I know it might sound petty, but that was something that was important to me, to know that I have full support while I'm on the course. And also, I was paying £9,000. I had to make the most of that money. Like, you're going to answer my emails when I email you. <laughs> Luckily, the head of life sciences turned up instead. And so he broke down the course structure, the content and the expectations. I was 100% sure I did not want to do biotechnology after having a chat with him. Because everything in it was just so much. It was too complicated. It was too much work in such a short period of time. And some of the modules really didn't interest me at all. So it's like, why would I spend money and time on something I have no interest in? Although I didn't get the outcome I expected, at least I left that evening knowing exactly what I do not want to do. And that actually helped me in my decision process. At that point, I felt like I was screwed because I had no plan. I had no idea what I was going to go do. I knew I didn't want to work. I knew I didn't want to do biotechnology. So what do I do now? Luckily, there was a free biomedical engineering conference. Until then, I'd never heard of biomedical engineering. So I figured, why not? Let's check it out. I was one of four students who turned up. Everyone else there was either a lecturer, a professional or a researcher who was there to also just gain some form of understanding of the subject area. It felt weird, but part of me was like, no, I deserve to be here because I am here to gain information and understanding about this topic that piqued my interest. And I highly recommend that if you're into something, go and experience it. You don't have to participate but being in a room full of like-minded people is so inspiring and exciting. You can learn so, so much from that experience. And that's what it was like for me. Suddenly, the topics that were being discussed were exciting. And I was instantly inspired. I wanted to be a biomedical engineer. Step one was done for me. I knew what it was that I wanted to do. Step two, learn about the course that you have chosen. So learn about the structure of the course itself, the duration of the course, how many modules that you're doing, how many exams you're going to have, how many assignments you're going to do. Map out the following year or two of your master's program. Map it out in your head. You don't have to have the specifics, but you can access most of this stuff through the prospectus of the course. So if you go on the university website, the course will be on there and there'll be a course breakdown. Look at that, write it down, familiarize yourself with it. And I highly recommend this because I did this before I started. And believe it or not, when we were at the end of our second semester of my master's degree, one of my classmates admitted that he didn't know that we'll be having a third semester focused on a research topic of our choosing. He went through seven months of school and had no idea what was in store for him. So he really struggled with choosing his research topic and ended up failing because of that. Whereas the rest of us had spent seven months coming up with potential ideas, discussing them with our lecturers, discussing it with friends or whoever else, to the point where when it was time to choose that research topic, everyone was confident in what they wanted to do. So map out what the course proposed you towards. For me, I knew I wanted to do research. So I focused on that and I checked to see what it is I see myself working as after gaining that qualification. I also looked into the current research at the time just to understand if I'd like to be involved in such research 
and if it interested me at all. Because after doing your master's, it's harder to move on to a program that's not related. You have to cover the background requirements. You also have to accept that you will probably eat, breathe and exist in whatever niche you choose to study for the rest of your life. So you have to really want it. And more importantly, you have to love it. Otherwise, you would just be torturing yourself. So it's simple as that. Literally just two things. That is how I figured out what I wanted to do. I didn't ask my friends. I didn't ask my family. I didn't do what someone else was doing. I made a personal choice because none of my friends or family sat with me and cried with me in the library at 4 a.m. hours before a deadline. I was in the trenches by myself and I had nobody else to blame but myself. So when I achieved the goal of finishing my master's, I was so, so much more proud of myself. It was so fulfilling. It was so satisfying. I know it's the end of the school year. Most people are curious about what direction to go in. So I figured I can only offer what I have the knowledge of in the hopes that I can help someone else. So this was nice, short and sweet. If you were expecting a long run-on thing about 500 steps you have to take in order to decide what to do for postgraduate degrees? No, it's very simple. Just take the time to look through everything. I just want to take a moment to thank all of you who choose to come back and listen to my podcast. It's really nice. I'm noticing the numbers and it makes me feel great. I really appreciate it. It gives me something to look forward to. I get so excited to write in my journal now because the way I come up with these topics is I literally just write in my diary and then I read that page and figure out how I can share that with you because I think it's important that we share insights into specific aspects of life that some people might be a bit worried or embarrassed or shy to ask about. So if you've got any feedback, please either leave a rating and subscribe so that you can let others know what you think of my podcast and also get notified whenever a new episode is available. If you prefer, you can DM me on either Instagram or Twitter and let me know what you thought about this episode. My handle is at Rumbi's the Best, just like it says on the cover art of this podcast. Thank you so, so much. Stay awesome. Be kind and spread positivity.